Today's scripture is from Matthew 22, verses 34 to 46. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, an expert in the law, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now when the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David by the spirit calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one was able to give him an answer, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. I'm really glad that you're here, and I hope above all things that the one thing that you come out feeling is the presence of Christ and love. Uh, today we celebrate Easter because every day we celebrate Easter. The reason we are here is because Christ arose from the dead for us. And that's something to celebrate. We should be celebrating that every day. And the way that we can celebrate that most is by loving each other. The way that we love God is echoed by the way that we love each other. And I hope you feel that love here. I hope you feel uh, welcomed and invited and comfortable here. Uh, but more importantly, what is the best color? I didn't realize this was going to go this long. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that everybody, we heard, how many of you heard more than one color? Yes. We could fight over this. We could have a difference of opinion, and we could get ugly about this. Something as trivial as this, we can get ugly about this. Believe it or not, in our history, color has caused some arguments, some disagreements. We can take anything and turn it into a disagreement. We can take any topic because of my opinion, if it does not match your opinion, we can fight over that. Does that echo the love of Christ when we do that? Not really. When Jesus was uh, meeting with these uh, religious leaders, that's what they were doing. They were trying to put their opinion against his. And what they were mostly trying to do by asking him questions, they never really cared about the answers. They weren't asking a question like, would we ask a question to gain knowledge? They were asking questions hoping to trip him up. They were asking him questions hoping that he would say one thing that would turn his followers against him, or something else, even worse, something against the empire that would turn Rome against him. That's what their goal was. And so the trick question to this was, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus brought them right where they live on this one. He said the first commandment is to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 
that is the greatest commandment. Now, he is preaching to them on this because this is a commandment that they knew more than any. They knew this every morning. Today, there are Jewish communities that still pray this prayer every morning. It's called the Shema. And it's taken from Deuteronomy uh, 6, 4 through 9. I know that's a small text. I'm going to read it to you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Blessed is God's name. His glorious kingdom is forever and ever. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be upon your heart. Teach them faithfully to your children. Speak of them in your home and on your way when you lie down and when you rise up. Bind them as a sign upon your head. Let them be a symbol before your eyes. Inscribe them on the doorsteps of your house and on your gates. The people that Jesus was talking about, talking to 2,000 years ago, they knew this. They knew that he was repeating something that was very sacred to them. They knew that. It's still very sacred in a lot of Jewish communities. The binding in the heart and all this kind of stuff. This is uh, phylacteries. This is, this is what uh, a lot of uh, Orthodox Jewish people to this day uh, use. There's a, they're little leather boxes, and they put them on their heads, so between the eyes. Uh, and then there's one on the forearm right here, not forearm, bicep. And it's uh, made to um, be aimed at the heart. And then it's wrapped seven times. So keeping it in your heart, keeping it between, uh, before your eyes, that's what they do. It was usually done by men when they would say the morning prayer, the Shema. Today, there are women that will do this as well. Uh, and the, the readings that are in it, in, in, it's almost like when you open it up, the, there's little uh, parchment scrolls in it. And each one of them is, is handwritten. It has Exodus to remember the redemption from Egyptian bondage. It has the Shema from Deuteronomy. It also has Deuteronomy eleven thirteen through 21, which is talking about God's assurance. They put that on. They say the Shema every weekday morning. Very sacred to them. Very, very sacred. They do this to remind themselves of the power of God. Exactly what it says up there. God is a rescuer. God is one. And God is assuring. Imagine if we started a day like that. Just reminding us of that. Wouldn't that be powerful? Wouldn't that be a great tool to start our day with that? That's from the Shema where it says, uh, put it on your head. And then they have one for, put them on the doorpost. This is a mezuzah. And in it, it, I actually have one here. It contains the Shema. Again, it's handwritten. You put this on your, uh, the inside of your door, the door frame, and inside of it is a handwritten, very meticulously handwritten Shema right there. You need glasses for it, but that's it. That, if there is one mistake on this, 
they have to start over. One blemish, start over. And Orthodox families actually will have a rabbi come out and inspect this every seven years just to make sure that it is still what it's supposed to be. Now, the reason I'm talking about this is because when Christ was talking to them, he answered the question of what the greatest commandment is by repeating this, something that is very, very sacred to them. And he followed it up by, the second one is as great as the first, but it is second. Love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. The first thing that he did after that is he asked them, basically, who do you say the Messiah is? Because what he is now doing in their question is he's flipping it to show them of his authority. He's not just the son of David. He's not just the lineage of David. He's the Lord. And he is going back at them with an answer they don't want to hear. He has that authority that they pray every morning. They're talking about him. They don't see that right now, but they're talking about him. In the 12th century France, there was a, a very uh, popular and famous rabbi, and he still his comment, commentaries are still actually studied to this day. Rabbi Solomon ben Isaac, also known as Rashi, that's, uh, that's him right there, and uh, that's his grandson, Ham. Uh, something about reading that book just ages you so quickly. That's not a picture of a grandson that I would expect, but that's, that's him. They talked about the masuza right here. Because to them, when you walked in a door, this was sacred. This was a reminder of God's love. Every time that you walked in the door, it was a reminder of God's love. Uh, there's a symbol on here, and what it basically means is, I'm holding it upside down, uh, keeper of the gate, holy keeper of the gate. Orthodox Jews uh, will not only put it on the entranceway, but they will put it oftentimes on every doorway in their house, where every time that they are passing through, they're reminded of God's presence in their life. They're reminded that God is just right here with them all the time. They understood that in the 12th century, these two guys. But they disagreed. Like we disagree on color, they disagreed on how it's supposed to be hung. They did. Uh, Rashi thought that it should be hung vertically, pointing to the heavens, honoring God. His grandson said, no, 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 it has to be horizontal because that's how we read the, the, our scriptures. The Torah is on parchment, and it is rolled like this. And so we have the parchment in there. It should be treated that way. They could have fought a long time on this. This could have still been a debate. It could have, it could have split the church. We could have had... The, the, the Jews that are the vertical Jews. 
We could have had the horizontal Jews. We laugh at that, but we see that happen all the time. We see something like this or this happen in our society. We see it happen in our families. How many of you have relatives you won't talk to or they won't talk to you? Yeah, thank you. And it's usually something like this. But they, they remembered the most important thing, the most important commandment that Jesus calls the most important commandment is God. And both of them were sincere in their motivation. They wanted to do this to honor God. They both had the, 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 the motive of worshiping God. They were in agreement of that. It's just that one thought it was supposed to be like this, and one thought it was supposed to be like this. But at the end of the day, they took that first commandment seriously. This isn't about us. This is about God. And the more that we quarrel, the more that we fight, we are not honoring God. When we fight over something as trivial as this, we're not honoring God. That first and most important commandment. So they did that. And to this day, masseuses on doorways are slanted. Both ways. Oh, I got it. That was a great reaction. Ooh, I almost got an ooh there. And to this day, people remember that tradition. Not only do they remember the power of God when they walk through the doors, but because of that slant, they remember that we can settle our differences. We can settle our differences when we take God first. Jesus, 2,000 years ago, when he was talking to those religious leaders, he was establishing himself, and it's going to get him in trouble now. We are getting close. We've been following the book of Matthew for some time. We're getting close to a very painful situation. I don't want to give too much away. But he is establishing himself as Lord. He is hiding it less. By asking the question, who do you say the Messiah is? He is leading them down that road to know that he is the one that they have waited for. And his message is worship God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And, and, love your neighbor. By loving our neighbor, whoever that is, we are worshiping God. That is important to us. As disciples of Christ, we are ambassadors to the kingdom of God. We wear that. And by showing people the love of Christ, we have to uh, show that by loving each other. And sometimes that's by working out our differences. Now, these rabbis knew it because the message of loving your neighbor is older than when Christ walked the earth. They might know it from Leviticus. 
You shall not take vengeance or bear a grudge against any of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. That is those two commandments right there. That's what Jesus is repeating, and that is why they could not dispute it, because he was quoting stuff that they knew. Love God and love your neighbor. We can settle a lot of our differences when we take God first. You might like the color blue. I might like the color pink. But if we take God first, we can agree, can't we, that both colors are good? Because both colors are created by God. And if we put that into practice, we can even do that for things that become a little bit more serious. By taking God first, maybe we can give people the benefit of the doubt in their motive and give us a start of a conversation to work out our differences. And, and maybe our differences are just a little bit of a compromise, one that will last for centuries and be a reminder of the love of God means the love of each other. We don't have to fight over all this. We don't have to agree on all of this. I'm sure the grandson at one time, you know, when they said, oh, I like that, he said, well, you know, I normally wanted it like that. You know, he'd have to get it in every once in a while. That was my one idea there. Loving our neighbor does mean loving God. Loving God does mean loving our neighbor. That's what we fight to do. That's what we're here to do. That's the greatest commandment. Do we practice it? Do we truly practice it? It's easy to get along with people that share everything of your interests and likes and all of that stuff. It's harder to sit down at a table with somebody that may not see things the way that you do. But our message is clear. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. That's why we have this mission statement in our church. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. It's because of this scripture right here. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's first. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you don't love yourself, it's hard to love a neighbor. If you don't like who you are, it's hard to see the blessings in someone else. That's why love yourself comes second. Know how much God loves you. Listen to God. He's right. She's right. God is right. You are worthy of love. And when we believe that, we'll see it more in our neighbor. Love God, love yourself, love your neighbor. And you thought we just made that up. Would you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, help us remember your message of love. Help us remember when you were asked, what is the greatest commandment? Help us remember what you said.
love me, love your neighbor, love yourself. May we do that today and every day. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.